You're boring and no one likes you. Repeat after me. <laughs> You're boring and no one likes you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to What Do You Think About Books? Today we are going to be discussing Through the Evernight by Veronica Rossi. It's the second book in the Under the Never Sky trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, Evan, first thoughts. Okay, um, this was better than the first book Definitely. by qu- quite a bit. I just, it kept me more engaged. I, I just liked the plot more. And um, the first book was very predictable, I felt like. It was just, it felt yeah. like you knew it was going to happen, but this book, like, you didn't know it was going to happen. Stuff like, like that. I... That I did expect Liv dying. That was that was kind I, of like I did not expect that. I was kind of hoping that she was gonna be like part of the main character squad because it feels like yeah. she's the missing part of the main character squad. Totally. Like she she's the missing like there's no like part of the main character squad and I feel like Liv would fill that role. Yeah. But Totally. And she and Arya would have been such good friends. Yeah, then. they were already starting to become friends. Also, I just felt like, oh, side character has big emotional connections with one of the main characters. Well, she's gonna be gone soon. Yeah. So well, I thought Sable <laughs> was gonna be like a longer like villain. Like you thought, I thought they were gonna stay there for a little longer and give you more of a. Well, he's still. One of the main villains. Yeah, but worried about first. Oh yeah, okay. Um. So I think Arya and Earl should get together. I know it's not the pairing that the author intended. It's just they have so much more chemistry, and I, I think I'm I I want to give kudos to the author for like making them just friends because I feel like. A lot of authors don't do the opposite gender friendship thing. Like, oh, if there's a boy and a girl and they're friends, then they're obviously in love. Yeah, I, I really like the character case, War, and yeah. I like how close Arya and him are. But, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I do think War and her would be a lot better together. Yeah. I like War better than Perry. Yeah, Perry is also kind of Aaron. Yes. Yes. Which is what I was... That's what I said. Yeah. And Harry's Aaron, Arya's Kestrel. Yes. It's just... Yeah, Arya's pretty much exactly Kestrel by now. Like... Yeah. It's just... I... The plot of this is... Like, the two main characters are so much like the two main characters from the... Yeah. Other trilogy and like their entire relationship plot is the exact same as the yeah trilogy. they hate each other at the start and then they get to love each other and like and then they question their love and then, and then they, they yeah yeah it's just it's it's so similar it's like and especially since um Arya comes from like a I don't know wealthier civilization. Yeah. And Kestrel comes from a wealthier, and then, like, yeah. And and they also have, like, more subtle similarities, too. Like, both of them are, 
musically talented. They have a mother that died. They're talent. They're kind of talented-ish with a knife. They. It's just like. And Arya is smarter now. Yeah, Arya is smarter now, which is which was like the only major difference. Yeah. Like, if my my theory is that. My my pet theory is that Siebel is Arya's father, or Arya's brother, or Arya's relation, uncle, yeah. whatever. But my theory is that Sable is somehow related to Arya, mm-hmm. because then we'd kind of have that. Because then it would be, basically, Arya and Kestrel would be the exact exactly the same because they have like a father. A relation who's a villain. So yeah. Also, like I hope we get to see more of Soren in the next book because, like, I hope Definitely. he doesn't get just like get killed off. I don't or think leave he's or... going to get killed off. They spent so much time building his character and like making sure like somehow Arya and Soren ended up allies. I don't think he's going to get killed off quite yet. Yeah. I... I just hope he doesn't, like, leave and then just, like, come back as the Deus Machina at the end of the book. Because that would just suck because I want to see more of his character. Yeah. Like, he kind of seems... I think he kind of parallels Arya in the first book, but he's slightly more jaded. Like, he's... He's just, like... I don't know, got, got that, like, smug smile, but inside he's kind of scared and, like, is be and is being kind of untrustworthy of the outsiders, like, yeah. you savage, which, like, was, yeah. like, Arya. Well, that's how Arya was, yeah. Yeah. And one other person I want to find out more, find out more about is Caleb, because he's, like, briefly introduced, and, you know, he's Arya's best friend. And slash, like, kind of relationship ish. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how that. Oh yeah, totally. The dynamic would go on be, uh, be like between like Arya, Perry, Caleb. Yeah, and I'm also very interested to learn, like, is Caleb gonna be like, "How dare you let Paisley die?" and be like, all like that at first, or is he just gonna be like? already over Paisley's death. Yeah, I don't know. Also, like, has Arya gotten over her grief about Paisley already? Because I swear she didn't... There might have been, like, one or two mentions of they Paisley in, a little bit, but in, in the second book, but it wasn't a main thing. Like, yeah, your best friend... She, she really went through that grief in the first book. Yeah, but still, it's like... She didn't really have time to process that in the first book because she was too busy trying to survive survive in the wilderness. And, like, I guess she did have that, t- like, walking time where Perry was being, like, really quiet, but that was only, like, two days. It's not long enough to process grief. <laughs> yeah. And then, basically, she was either involved in conversation with Roar, or trying to run from wolves, or just, like, whatever. Yeah. So, I'm I'm not con- convinced that the author played off as much of, like, her grief. Maybe, maybe she'll 
feel kind of a reprise of that after she let Pixie die and all those people in Reverie were just so sad. By the way, I was like... Yeah, and they were like, they're going to save us. It's fine. It was like, no, it's not. That was, that was really sad. Like, I was... Like, yeah. Hmm, to my solitary is this. But what I think is going to happen is um, Arya might confront her grief when she, like, talks to, like, Caleb, and they might, like, I don't know. They might actually. I think it will be revisited in the third okay. book. Yeah. And I think, I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure when she went back to the pods, she was, like, get, got a whole, like, whoa. Like, this is where my best friend, like, this brings me back to what happened, and yeah, like. Also, I felt like she's changed so much since the first book. Like she's grown so much. Yeah. Like I know you were gonna bring that up, but she's at the beginning of the book. She was just content to live in her life with the realms, but then when she comes back to the pod, she sees how like futile that all was. Like. The yeah. scene with, like, the people huddled in groups, like, sitting in groups while the pod literally crumbled to bits around them, that was just, like, a, like, that, that was vivid, like, vividly showing her that this is what my life used to be. This is how I used to live. This is how clueless I was. Like, yeah. It's just, like. They all think the realms are going to save them, and they all think there's nothing more to life than that scene was one of like the most harrowing like things about this book and part of the reason why I liked it so much. Like that that scene was just so well done. Yeah. And then so Cinder, we don't know anything about him in the first book. He's just like that character that's mysterious. And now we know he's a dweller actually. And he was being experimented on. Yeah. people at Rhapsody, yes. and there's still other kids at Rhapsody that might need to be saved. But I feel like if they're doing a lot of experiments on kids, then maybe, I don't think Rhapsody has collapsed yet, because like, and I think they'd be trying to preserve it very well, because lots of information, it's like, they're doing a lot of testing, and important stuff is happening over there, so I'm not sure, like... I'm wondering if that pod has, like, totally been destroyed, or if they've tried super hard to keep it, or, like... I, I don't know. We'll just have to find out. I, f- I feel like it's probably still standing. I mean, there's... It's far away from all the other pods. Oh, I didn't have this at all in my notes or anything, but I was wondering, how many pods are there? Ten? Oh, yeah. Twenty? Because there's, like, the... Five? Yeah. Because there's... A, the only pods you really hear about are, like, two of the main pods. Like, Reverie and Bliss, and then yeah. also you hear about Rhapsody yes. once. But there's no mention of any other pods. I'm, are those the only I'm assuming pods? there are some other pods. But... Like, there's Reverie's the main pod, and then all the other... There's, like, maybe a few, like, five... There's five, maybe, like, side pods, like, that are, like, Bliss. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah. I just, like, that's... 
I'm just also unclear about like the dweller population in comparison to the population of oh, yeah. outsider population. We never learn how many people exactly are in the pods, like, and how many people are outside the pods. Yes, we don't learn I mean, that much about the pods. Like, really. only few people went into the pods, like one in I think a thousand or something. At the but start. at the start of the like at the unity, but then. The outside is definitely a more dangerous place to be than the pods. So that popula their population probably kind of decreased until it reached kind of a stable number. Yeah, living in the compounds and stuff. Yeah, because they form tribes and. Yeah, but. Um. So, you know how Arya when she first came out of the pod, she got really sick. And she was all like, because dwellers are technically like can't, aren't able to breathe the outsider air. Because they're just like. I don't think it's that bad. I don't. I don't. When they they were talking about how Arya got dropped off, she was like, oh no, I'm going to die out here because I can't survive. She was in a suit and like a, whatever it's called, a very like protected suit thing. Hazmat suit? Hazmat, yeah, that. And so she was like worrying about running out of air because she couldn't take it off. But like the people they rescued from the pods, what's going to happen to them? Well, Are they I I think that was an exaggeration because I think she maybe got, they're not actually immune. Maybe they're not actually like uh, maybe they can actually breathe the outsider air. Yeah, like but you don't I was know that about because. Last episode. You don't know that because maybe it's just because she's half outsider that she can yeah. read the air. So it's, I th- I just read it as everyone's being super paranoid that yeah they can't go outside because then they'll get sick and die because they're so they're being told like these propaganda tales about like all the diseases and like how bad diseases are and like yeah. I just thought that was. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. So, anyway, like, what is ether? I I know I asked this question last book, but... Hi, Willow. Willow's here. She's here now. Alright, continue. Anyway, so, what is ether? Like, I know I asked this question last episode, and, like, I just like it was formed because of a cosmic, cosmic event thing. that happened and was unexplained. It's like the universe. I think it was just a cosmic <laughs> event <laughs> that, like, basically, like, because scientists are always like warning us that, like, any day now something bad could happen to the Earth. Like, well, duh. something bad from the universe could come in and be like, but. I'm st- it's still like, how is it like? Still how did known? it? Like, how did what? the nuclear? Not the nuclear. Sorry. The, that how did that energy like? What what even is it? Because they said was there directly a, that it was unexplained. So was there I, an experiment that made it do that? Like where they were in space and they accidentally did something? And then yeah, or is it like something with aliens? Maybe it was or just chance. There's aliens, and I will swear I will punch the book. I don't think there's aliens. 
I have a feeling this What's isn't going to be explained. I okay. I I hope there's an. I have a feeling they think they've given you a little bit of an explanation, and they're hoping it's enough. I don't really care that much about that either, because it's not a big part of. I mean, it's a big part of the book, but I don't really care how much of it was foreign. But like, there's like the still blue, and like there there needs to be a more long term. Why isn't it over the still blue? Yeah, like why why isn't it over this one part of the sea that's and then they have to get through like a quote unquote wall of ether to get there. Like, like that isn't even <laughs> Yeah, I guess what? so. Like is it like slicing through the I just like I have no idea what it is and I really hope we get an explanation because Yeah. Like, I know there what maybe there's something like. in this still blue that was causing the ether. Maybe they can control the ether. Because the still blue is not a catch-all solution. Like, there can only be a few people that are there. Like. Yeah. Just, like, why was this one area, like, not have the ether? It's just, it's, it's just like, I'm... (laughs) She's trying so hard to get on that chair. Just sit on the bed. They can hear you better anyway. It's not gonna work. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want my help? No. Here, I got you, bro. <laughs> there you go. She's on the chair now. All right. I got a standing desk, and I have like a tall office chair that well, I was trying to get up on. All right. Some context, but yeah. So. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? Uh. I don't think so. I think we can go on to ratings and predictions now. Ooh, ratings! Okay. Hello. All right. So. Evan, what was your rating? Oh, I don't know. I think it's an 8.5, Dana. Oh, man. Let's, let's stop. Mine's let's the stop. same. Okay. We, we have, it's we not have like our it ratings was planned. It wasn't we, planned. It wasn't planned. We just have, we just both wrote down 8.5 and we were like, oh, yeah, same, yeah. Yeah, so... It's 8.5 because it was, like, a lot better than the other book, and it's not, like... It's not perfect. Not perfect. Like, the main reason I didn't give it, like, a 9 or a 9.5 was because it's just, like, it's a lot... It's a lot of the same things as other books. Yeah. Like, I got the same feeling from it. Like... Like I said in the first podcast, there's nothing that special about it. Yeah, like, it's basically the Winner's Trilogy, but better. Um, yeah, but with if, some more... What if you read this before the Winner's Trilogy? Well, then... Well, it's just, like... I. It's not just the Winner's Trilogy. It's a lot of other books. Like, a lot of other... Because there's so many books where there's, books. like, civilizations. Like, the testing, there's, like, a civilization. It's not in pods. It's in colonies. And, like, the Hunger Games, there's, like, districts. Yeah, it's just... There's always, it's just, like its feeling was just, like, the same. Yeah. Like, just felt the same. I'm not entirely sure how to describe it. Yeah. 
like there's been a few books like YA is kind of like that if if I can go on a tangent a little bit why I feel like a lot of YA books in the same genre have like the same feeling to them it's less of a problem with sci-fi than it is with fantasy because like every single YA fantasy book feels the same except for this not at all well not every every single one but like a lot of them have the same feeling like kind of the shadow and bone feeling but i feel like the Sha- shadow and bone series kind of invented that and then there's like the six of crows feeling because six of crows invented that i think all fantasy awesome. books all are different because they fantasy books are such a big like there's so much variety and you because can do it's so many like, different things but I feel like all dystopian books are the same because there's not so much you can do. You can't make a super happy dystopian book where everything is the same. Like, it's always, there's always, like, some new, like, colonies and districts and a broken civilization and, like, I it just, it's, it all feels the same. You should read the Un- Unwind series. That's, that's a really good example of how dystopian books can not be the same. Like... That's that one's really awful and kind of really sad. Yeah. Well, I've for someone who's not trying to make noise, you're making a lot of noise. <laughs> sorry. All right. Yeah. yeah. Not sorry at all. So, predictions, Evan. All right. So, um, <laughs> I think they're gonna go in the cave, and like I was saying before, the dwellers will possibly get sick i'm not sure and then they're gonna try and get cinder back and then go to the still blue and a lot of stuff is gonna happen in between like i usually say okay that's it she turns on it goes like this okay evan your prediction predictions okay so i think they're going to go get Cinder back first because well, like just like I think they're just gonna go be like oh hi Molly gotta go see a Cinder's on his way to the still blue and then get Cinder back and then like he's gonna be like like they're gonna be like I don't know but he might he there's probably gonna be some incentive for him not to want to go to the still blue with them and like do and like dispel the ether for the tides. Yes, yes Dana. Dana. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the thing is, isn't Sable like like either they're gonna because Cinder is like on the way to Sable. Because, uh, whatever her name is, took him. Well, please stop. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. Willow, if you're gonna, if you're gonna. Give me Willow's hat, please. Okay, thank you. So, if they're either gonna catch up to Cinder in time and get him, or they're not, and they're gonna find another way through and meet him in the still blue. And they're gonna have to go to the supermarket and buy ketchup. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. But like, they needed to catch but up. that different way is going to be Them Rhapsody. Go- yes. Exactly. Yep. Rhapsody is the different way. 
Jake, I thought you were saying Rap City. Um, <laughs> That's what I've heard the whole time. Uh, Rhapsody. <laughs> R-H-A-P-S-O-D-Y. All right. The style of music then. All right. So the next book we're reading is Into the Still Blue. So greetings. Oh, my God. Wow. That's like the best title I've ever heard that, that doesn't relate okay. to the plot at all with you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we get it. So Into the Still Blue by Sorry. Veronica Rossi is what we're going to be discussing next. Discussing. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, have you? Have you had too many Kit Kats? I have only had one of those big Twix bars today. All right. Okay. Sounds good. But I did not have it all at the same time. One in the morning and one after lunch. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, yeah, Into the Still Blue, again by Veronica Rossi. And then we have something special planned for the fifth series that we're doing. Wait, we do? Oh, Dana and I do. Yeah, you're not in on it, Willow. No one likes you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I'm boring and no one likes me. Yep. 